Yes, indeed, it is another phenomenal morning on the Morning Machine, the machine that makes your mornings move, and it is just past the bottom of the hour. Thank you so much for making the machine a part of your daily morning routine, and part of that morning routine on a Thursday morning, the gateway to the weekend, means that you get stories of phenomenal independent artists. And while we're talking about independent artists, you should tune into Realm every Saturday afternoon from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. But it'll be a special this weekend as we are covering the Locals Only and Charisma Collective Artist Showcase, which will be going down in downtown ATL. If you haven't got your tickets yet, you need to get them now. Okay, right now, not now, but right now. And come meet us as well. We'll be there. 102.6 The Situation will be on site and we will be connecting with every artist. So that's what we do. It's what we do best because you got to support an independent artist of two or three or five out here in these areas. Okay, now. First, first artist up this morning. Where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? Yeah, that's what I said. Born and raised in Brooklyn, but he's here in the A-Town where we throw down. Independent artists coming from being a full-time dancer and choreographer in this industry for a long, long time. Music has always been a passion on the heart, so he is pursuing that right now. And I want to introduce everybody on the morning machine out there in radio land to the one and the only Javi. What's good? Eh? Good morning. Yeah, what's good, King? How you feeling? Feeling good, feeling great. But what's even greater is your music journey. So I'd like to start off by taking it back to the old school. Let's take it to Union Square, all the way back to the beginning of your music journey. First off, who were the artists that inspired you coming up? And we had a lot of artists to choose from to be inspired by. Who inspired you? Because you come from Brooklyn, New York, the home of hip hop. You feel me? So... You were inspired by so many artists that came out of your neighborhood and just out of New York in general. What was your inspiration that gave you that light bulb moment? Well, you already know, like, growing up, my mom, she was banging Biggie all the time. Like, that was one of her favorite rap artists, but she did not like rap, like, at all. Mm. So that was, like, one of her main, like, only rap artists she listened to. So that's where I got my realism, uh, you know, lyricism from. Um, Michael Jackson obviously was like a big inspiration for me, you know, Absolutely. for when it comes to performing. Like, I saw one video of Michael Jackson, and that was it. Like, it was a rap for me. I was dancing in front of the screen and everything. Like, I was losing my mind. So it was them two at first. Then it was like cats like Usher. It was Fifty. Then it was Nas. You know. Then it was uh, Cass. Then I started to realize, like, wow, man, I've really come from a place where hip-hop had its origin, you know what I'm saying? So then I started doing my deep dives and finding more cats, you know what I'm saying? Most Def, um, Quali, like a bunch of different people that I didn't expect to be inspired by on my music journey. And being a professional dancer, you know, growing up, like, I did my first gig at, like, 16 years old. Nice. And just a deep I dive, yeah, I just got to meet and work with so many artists that helped me and you know it's interesting you were inspired by all of these artists and 
Your moms didn't even like hip hop, but she she bumped Biggie all the time. You know, the neighborhood kid. And, you know, it's so interesting that you saw that coming up and then you decided to take take things into your own hands and start your own journey. And what was it like when you got started? Was there a lot of did you have to overcome any kind of stage fright or anything like that? Or did you ever have an issue with that? Oh, for sure. Most definitely. Yo, the, rock, the first time that I did my first music video, my mom, like, pressured me to do it. <clears throat> and I was nervous. Everybody was so prepared. And they had their, like, routines and, and everything together, man. I was freestyling. All I knew was, like, when I stood on my hands, I thought it was cool. Like, <laughs> I would do, like, the B-boy freezes and poses. Like, one time I actually fell, like. On, almost on my head trying to show out for a music video mm-hmm. so i had to definitely get over like a lot of stage fright to be able to comfortably relax and breathe and show exactly why i love to do what i do on stage or in front of the camera you know it's a, it's important for like a lot of artists to get over that because when you you know really love something you got to learn these skills you got to be able to run the stage and be able to maneuver around it and not allow it to like really overwhelm you and take over because it's, in one second you can like move, lose yourself and then next thing you know your performance is all over the place you feel me so i definitely got over stage fright at a young age though i would say so now it's just like getting on stage for me is like going to go hoop or something or going to go do something fun you know it's like right. an experience i look forward to absolutely and so what were some techniques that you used to get over your stage fright? Because there are a lot of people that are aspiring entertainers out here, but have not mastered how, what techniques to utilize to get over their stage fright. So what would you say worked for you during that time? Um, Honestly, the only, it would just be practice and repetition. Honestly, like, coming prepared as well because a lot of um <clears throat> stage development is like being thrown to the back because for artist development in general is being thrown to the back because a lot of artists just think that making great music is enough you know and it is a big part of the process but staying ready so you don't have to get ready is very important that's where artist development really comes in so practicing and rehearsing is just like anything else like boxing like doing any sports you know what i'm saying so you run over what you got to do, even if you do it in a mirror, even if you do it in a gym, even if you do it in your room, in a shower, you're running over these lines or practicing, focusing on your body language, when you're going to engage with your audience, you know, how you're going to move, how you're going to walk, when you're going to build them up, you know. So all that just helps and also the practice itself, being on stage, going to these open mics. Uh, even if you got friends or family that support you that don't mind playing the audience role for you, you do that for them so that way you can get over those buzzes, those buzzes in your stomach, you know what I'm saying, that causes that stage fright because we're not fearful. It's more so like, I think it's more like a anxiety of energy bubble of excitement and almost fear, but it's more excitement because you want to do this. Otherwise, you want to walk on the stage in the first place, you feel me? So, yeah, that stuff can really help you guys. Like, if you really, like, want to do this and it's something that you're serious about, definitely repetition, practice, artist development is a big thing. I would 
um, you know, recommend finding an artist development coach around you or online to see if you can, you know, get some more tips on how to conquer those fears of stage. Absolutely. And you, so you were full-time dancer and choreographer in the industry for a long time. And then you add your music piece to all of it. You add the music element to all of it. When was that first single? When did you drop that first single? And how was it for you as far as the reaction amongst the people? Um, I dropped my first single about like two years ago. And I will say that, when, well, actually when I first came out, you know, I dropped a feature. So my thing was I was going to be like Lil Wayne with the, as the ultimate feature. Mm. <laughs> and I wanted to just go around and just, I figured that would be a good way to put myself out there. Right. So after that, I dropped my first single and it was called Tommy. And it was um, basically a song talking about how I don't have a job because this is my job. You know how they always go on Tommy on, on Martin about him not having a job. Ah! So, um, <laughs> nice. <yeah. laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was cool, man. They received it well. I actually performed it for the first time a cappella because uh-huh. I was writing it and I wasn't able to record it or get any studio time. So um, it was received really well, man. Once I finally laid it down and put it out there for everyone, man, it I, it was relatable and it was honestly it was just a good bop, you know what I'm saying? And I just I was I was so excited. Um, I think that that was like one of my favorite songs that I've ever released, like ever. So you mentioned you did the song a cappella and performed you performed it a cappella because you did not have yeah. time to get in the studio you weren't able to uh book a session in time was it challenging at that time to get studio time because I know that when you're looking at 2 years ago we're talking about still on the the back end of the pandemic where you know, everybody just all of a sudden jumped up and started to really dig into their craft and really create, create, create. So was it harder to get studio time then than it is now? Or how did that come about? Yeah, it definitely was. I mean, I think it's always hard for artists to get studio time. You know, um, it just depends on what resources you have. Um, I was fortunate enough to where I did have people around me who were always in the studio and that was a resource I could get to. But um, it was just difficult for me per se because once I was struggling financially, obviously, um, I didn't have the resource to really make my own at home studio. So uh, it, that can be like really discouraging for an artist that wants to really try and do something but can't get to it. So I was just stuck with my pen for a while, you know. And thankfully, I ran into somebody beautiful that was able to, you know, believe in me and see me for the worth, the value that I had. And um, they offered me some studio time that really helped me. Well, they actually made me enter a contest. And the contest was obviously the best performance of the night gets a package. And the package was studio time, another interview, and some good promo. So I did the uh, contest, and I surprisingly won because I didn't know I was going to win, man. It was so many great acts that night, and they were all, like, more prepared than me. But my reaction from the crowd and everything, I guess, won them over. And I got my first studio time. I laid it down, you know what I'm saying? And 
that was ever since then I just stayed locked in with people that I knew would um help me on my journey, you know. So it was just a blessing just because of that, you feel me? Absolutely, absolutely. And I like first of all, I like uh the Tommy. You know, I'm like, Tommy, man, you know you ain't got no job. <laughs> that that's that's hilarious. And and for that to be the first single, I see why that got a lot of reaction because the when you're talking about Tommy and then you are speaking the lyrics, right? Then they start thinking of Martin. And it's like, oh, yeah. I see where you're going. And, and for some I people, it may have taken there. a minute. You know, it's it's part of that creative freedom that you tap into. Um, so with that said, how do you what ways do you tap into your creative bone? Because, I mean, I we understand new artists coming out of New York, a lot of cats coming up from up top in different cities. They got bars like common. And got bars like Black okay. Thought. Got bars, you know, in, in a lot of punchlines. Talk about the art of the punchline and how that relates to your music. Because when you're you you can't just write bars to be writing bars. You got to write bars that hit differently from battle rap yeah. to even the mainstream rap. So, what is the the most important part about the punchlines? that people need to understand when it comes to the level of hip-hop? Yo, I'm not going to lie to you, Rod. When I first came down to Atlanta, I was all bars. Like, I did not have nothing else but bars and rap and freestyle. Like, I was not at the level of creating songs or music for people to feel and truly, like, have that type of connection with. So it was definitely a challenge for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about, like, I came down there rocking G-Unit, like, everything. So 50 Cent was, like, one of my favorite rappers as well. Like, I was just all about spitting. And when I came down here, which is, I'm really grateful for my mom brought it down there, um, I got to experience, like, Southern music and how the South artists, like, create their music and what vibe they had because everything wasn't about bars. Everything was bouncy. It was catchy. It was, like, you know what I'm saying, had a different type feel to it, you know, and that exposed me even more. So it is very important to have, like, you know, bars, all that is important, but I guess it's just about your intention with your music, you know. If you want to have the music that you're just narrating the story or you're just um, coming up with these crazy metaphors and everything, mm-hmm. then, yeah, that's cool. that's great, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But music that truly touches, like, souls and people, it's never about the bar. But it is important on what you're saying. You know? So I had I learned how to create music that can really give a feeling without me having to say too much. You know what I'm saying? Saying less. And that was the important thing for me for sure. Because I'm talking like, yo, I would put like a hundred bars on a verse. Like I had bar after bar. I was not taking my time. I was like rapping so fast, man. It was crazy. So so many artists like just being able to work with them and see how they create showed me that I can do more with saying less, you know what I'm saying? And that I can reach more as well and reserve more to give later by saying less. So now it's just more so of I try to find the feeling first, you know? I wanted my music to do more than just be a cool line that I came up with, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to really, like, 
like really touch people. So I just been taking my time and seeing how the music makes me feel, and then I let that guide me to how I'm gonna, what song or what type of feeling I'm gonna go for and create. And it's interesting, you know, you you are doing whatever it takes to be sure to put your music out there and make sure that it is all the way right for the people, for the people to enjoy and for the people to vibe with. So let's talk about the single It Takes because you are doing whatever it takes. So talk about the development of this particular single. Man, that song was like a real vulnerable song for me because um, I've been on this journey, like you said, for a while. And sometimes, well, I would just say to my friends, it doesn't truly matter where you're, where you're trying to go. You could be trying to be the greatest artist, rapper, production, videographer, model, dancer. It doesn't matter. You know, this industry is vast, you know, so... Um, with on this journey, you never know where you're going to be. Like, we even have celebrities who started out rappers that are now doing so many different things, you know? So, um, with that being said, like, I had no idea that my journey would, like, take me all the way here, honestly. Like, music has always been in my heart, but I never knew I could do it outside of my other passions. And it just, everything I learned, the people I've experienced, the, the wisdom I've absorbed, great people that have uplifted me, like yourself, and this beautiful radio station, you know, that helps independent artists, like, all these things have been part of experiences that have, you know, really developed me and the type of artist that I plan to be. And even the bad has, you know, shaped me and molded me to be more, you know what I'm saying? So the song really is just about the journey, you know, about what it takes to go down this road and how it distances you from the people you love that you thought would be here and your friends and, family and the job that you thought you were going to have and the life all together, you know, and they tell you that you can do this if you do that and you can do this if you do that, but it literally takes more than what anybody says and it, it, it takes more than it gives sometimes and it breaks more than it makes, you know, but the journey was the most important part the whole time. It was never the destination. So that song I recorded with my man, Brick a brilliant engineer. He's a great uh, producer as well and artist, man. Shout out to Brick, man. And uh, we made this. We actually finished it up last night. So you guys are listening to it fresh. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, very fresh off the grill, real nice. And I hope everybody enjoys it. And I hope it gives you a feeling and experience that you haven't had in a long time as well. Fresh off the grill, huh? I like that. See, that, that, See, I told you, that's the art of the punchline. Fresh off the grill, right? Fresh <laughs> off the grill. You like that? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, the art of the punchline is something else. But to give advice to independent artists who are saying, you know what, I'm going to start my journey now or they're young and they're trying to find their way as an artist, they're rookies in the industry. What would you say is the best advice that you have for them to continue to push forward? I would just say one start and give yourself grace. Give yourself grace, man. Y'all, listen to me. Give yourself grace. 
Like, we put too much pressure on ourselves. The world puts too much pressure on us already, wanting to be anything outside of the norm, you know? And there's going to be people all around you that's going to try to stand in your way. Actively, they're going to look at you and say, why are you trying to be more? I'm this. Why are you trying to be more? This is all I think I can be, so why do you think you can be more? You know, just push and push past and give yourself grace, man. And if you have something that you created and you want to share it, share it. You know, people want to see your journey. That's what this song is about. It's about your journey. Like, people want to go on the journey with you. They don't want you to already be there and be there up there with the millions and all the fans and everything. They want to see you build up because that connection is so important for artists. Make a connection. Don't worry about if the music is always the best and if the production is the best and the video is the best. Use what you have. Because if I didn't use what I have, I wouldn't even made it this far, you know? And it would have, it, I would have discouraged myself and I would have been stuck somewhere, you know, probably still doing something I didn't have love for anymore. So just give yourself grace. Remember that it's not about being perfect. It's just about just being there, just starting and not being afraid to put yourself out there. You know, you're going to grow. You're, you have no choice but to grow through the experience. So don't be afraid to grow. Grow is uncomfortable. Change is uncomfortable. But if you are uncomfortable already doing this, then you're probably on the right track, and you need to congratulate yourself. So congratulations to all you independent artists out there, even the ones that's going to get on here after me on their journey and making it this far. And I pray that you guys don't let nobody get in your way of where y'all trying to go and what y'all trying to be. Absolutely phenomenal advice for everybody out there in the land, radio land. And uh, before we slide out and uh, definitely play the world premiere, that's right, it's a world premiere of It Takes being played for the first time. So fresh off the grill, he said. <laughs> fresh off the grill. Like, you know, just sizzling, sizzling like that for he to play that. Well, I can't say the name of that restaurant. That's free promotion, but. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know how we do it. But listen, tell everybody where we can find you, follow you, connect with you, stream all of your music. Talk to us. Yo, you already know it's your boy Javi. Y'all can follow me on the gram at I-D-N-T-F-W-Y. My link is in my bio with all the links to, to where you can find my music, find my art. Uh, find all my hobbies, get to know me one-on-one, you know what I'm saying? And that is the same thing on TikTok, Instagram, SoundCloud, everything, all right? So press that link. Again, it's I-D-N-T-S-W-Y. Yo, it's been a pleasure talking to y'all. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Thank you so much for having me, King, and blessings to all of y'all. Absolutely, King. Thank you so much. And we're going to see you on Saturday at the Artist Showcase this Saturday. Hey, listen, doors open at 7, show starts at 8. You want to be there or you just going to get left out. Get your tickets, eventbrite.com. And we've got more. We've got Rome Westfield coming to the mic real soon. But right now, we got to go ahead and play the world premiere of Javi. It takes right here on the morning machine. Let's go. Hey, 
Say.